for my health. Yeah. It was cloudy. It smelled foul. Uh-huh. And it was a particular uh, darker hue, almost brown. Now, I'm not going to give your bathroom lights much credit. No, it's very dim. So. It's very dim in there. I don't know. I mean, brown, I've heard what? Bleeding? <laughs> right? Um. Oh, I'm sorry. I th- yeah. I think a darker tint really just means uh, that more, you, more soda. That, that you've had a lot of soda late, lately. You should have more, you said? <laughs> okay. Well, I can't defend myself because recently <clears throat> I've just been like whenever I've been grocery shopping, I always walk past like the the candy aisle and I could stop myself from getting candy. I could be like, "Ah, oh, not today," but when I walk past the soda, I'm like, oh man, that's that's three, tw- you know, tw- I think 12 oh, packs for, so cheap. for 10 bucks. I was like, oh, that's nice, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've not been drinking much soda lately. Either. I try to drink Coke Zero so that it's not mm-hmm. as bad for me. Mm. But, you know, like we're drinking right now, oh, it's like no, yeah. Ma- Mountain Dew, like, really probably isn't. But I could not pass it up, given the fact that, listeners, just prior to this, we were on an absolute tear in rock Yeah, we were were having a good time. I've been... And and you're not the... I hate to break it to you. I'm not the best person that you... No, you are the best person at rock band and guitar hero that I know. Shut up. And, uh... See, he knows he is, so that wasn't sincere at all. So, I want to say, uh, I've been on this kick where, on New Year's, I set everything up, I, I got everything out of storage, I found the games, um, and I and I sat here, and I was like, man, I wonder who's going to come over on New Year's and play rock band with me and do drugs, and no one came. Oh, man. So I sat up until oh. 6 o'clock in the morning by myself playing rock band solo, <laughs> no. probably. Uh, I was playing Guitar Hero 3. I went all the way through rock band and Guitar Hero oh, playing whatever man. I wanted. And then, uh, like, two weeks later, Frowns comes over and he's like, oh, rock band. And I'm like, yeah, I've been real into it lately. So I, I, I like that we're revisiting it. It's a very, it's a it's a group it's a group activity. It's a fun time. I feel like I should bring down my, well, you know, my Guitar Hero games and my controllers. You got the Xbox. What do you know. have it on? 360. The one with the removable hard drive or the newer oh, one? Uh, uh, the Slim. Yeah, I have this, the Xbox 360 Slim. If you have the Slim... Should I just bring that down? Yeah. I mean, I already have all the plugs. Yeah, I already have. You would have to bring the two guitars, the the Xbox, and the games. Oh yeah, but yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I never owned. 
I, I got them years late, mm-hmm. years after they came out, mm-hmm. and they they were a gift because I just always played them at friends' houses. I the only rhythm game I I had growing up that I loved and played was DDR. That I was much I was way too late to the game on that oh. too. I played it at movie theaters, you know, while ha. I was waiting for my movie or yep. or in an arcade in the mall. Like yep, I would play yep. DDR there, but I, I the only one I owned at home is the Mario one. It's it's okay. It's a good time. What Mario one? I have Mario DDR for the GameCube. Oh, oh. Um they remix like a lot of I original never Mario played games. That. Very good it's a good time. Huh. And um it's a yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say Elite Beat Agents on the DS, and I just fucking love that game, man. Elite Beat Agents, they take, uh, you know, popular hits from, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, and they plug them into stories, and you just got a rhythm tap as the story plays out. Elite Beat El- Agents? Elite Beat Agents. You've never never heard of it? No. no. It is... It is Proclaimed to be one of the best games for the DS hmm. because you use the stylus and you just tap, 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 drag and okay. circles and you basically just do patterns and stuff. But it's all to like some 41 Avril Lavigne, um, fucking Jimi Hendrix. Uh, the earliest TLC rhythm game that I'm like, well, so as far as there being a rhythm portion to a game. The earliest I was exposed to that was with uh, Fusion Frenzy. They had I many. I love Fusion Frenzy. They had these many games that you had to just you know. Fusion Frenzy was a time. Hit the A, the B. Sometimes uh-huh. you had to do the double or all four, with against the you know against the rhythm. Yeah, that game. I feel bad. I was very abusive. I was very abusive, especially to my brother, and my sister never stood a chance. She died from it too. I played Fusion Frenzy with her once, and she just like ceased to exist. She keeled over. Yeah, nobody cried either. They were just like that was a dominant display. Um, <laughs> arguably too dominant. Arguably yeah. overkill. And you know, I could just hear what was his name, Zach. Try harder. <laughs> <laughs> or Dub. Easy. <laughs> oh, I I played that. Just as much as I played Rock Band as a child. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't compare to my hours spent playing Mario Kart or Mario Party because those were like the games. Yeah, and maybe like Time Splitters. I'll throw Time Splitters in there. Played the fuck out of that. Um, but like nothing else really compares. And then you know later into to past junior high into high school, things kind of shifted over into the Xbox 360 territory, and there were just years where we played big team matches of Halo, you know, big team games of 4v4 on Left 4 Dead. Mm. Um, you came to my one my one system link party. Yep. Yes, a couple of them, actually. Oh, uh, that was... Ones. I felt like this young buck just you, you had showing a good up time. out of nowhere. You had a good time. But I mean... That that was that's what I like about the attitude of those events mm-hmm. is that we're not there to like be better than one another no. because there were times where you were shining really well, Gestalt oh, yeah. was shining really well. Oh, there were yeah. some games I was doing really well, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then you look across the room and and there's someone just like death glaring you on on you know TV four mm-hmm. <laughs> out of the four TVs I have, uh-huh. and 
I think it was, uh, I think, <laughs> I think it was Sir Booberry or, uh, Harold Heavy Hands just always getting, you know, always screaming whenever I, I get a kill on him. I know Django showed up to the older ones in, in high school, um, I, I used to do system links all the time, man. That that defined, like, the, like I know I know now. Like we play D and D, and and it, we're like advanced nerds. <laughs> but back then, I was like hardcore gamer nerd, <laughs> and like that's that's how we showed it. Those were those were our, our colors of pride. Recently at work, where my department. Um, <sighs> It's kind of hard to explain, but they we own Xbox 360. Yeah. An Xbox 360 with controllers. They had this idea that they were going to use the Xbox and put it out in like the lobby area for people to play and stuff. And uh, Not that this makes any sense to anybody listening, but that's the case. So we got this Xbox that's not being used. We set it up in a break room. I think it makes sense. And I brought, I brought, I brought Halo 3 the other week. And a couple people who've... One person never played Halo, ever. And then one guy who, I think, played it a little bit. Um, we played um, just locally. Just, like, yeah. uh, free-for-all. And, uh, oh, God. The one guy. The I, I literally just let them kill me. Just to have fun. Just so that they could, you know, they could get... A feel they, for warmed it. Warmed up to it. And they loved it. Good. They really loved it. I think Halo is one of the most accessible FPSs of our of our time. I think anyone can sit down and be okay at Halo. I think it's because you you can't zoom in. Uh, well, I mean, typi- not all the time. The yeah. Typically, aim down your sights as you'd see in many FPSs. But I, today. I feel the same way about GoldenEye, about Time Splitters. The way they played was so smooth. Mm-hmm. I think smooth is the best way to describe it because. There's some there are some FPSs that are clunky as fuck. You know, yeah. I I would say Dead Island is clunky as fuck. I think when you you know when when you put the analog controls on, it kind of fixes everything. But you know, th- there are some shooters that are clunky as fuck. Fallout's fucking clunky. Yeah. Um, oh god. You know, yeah. Skyrim's a fuck fucking clunky sometimes. Um, with with any melee or you know arrow combat. Um, those are those are just all around buggy games in general. But then you look at something as well oiled as just the movement of a Halo yeah. game. And it's like a flowing river, man. Yeah. And it's just real. Like, I would say Left 4 Dead is clunky as fuck. Like, Left 4 Dead is just like, you bounce off of shit, your your steps are not calculated, you you almost have to turn and look at something because it, it won't let you interact with it unless you're front-facing it. Like, you can't just like mm-hmm. quick turn, pick something up and turn back. You have to like quick turn, locate what you're looking for, press the button and then turn back. Like there's what just, you, what with Halo, you, um, it's just like, oh, you walk over something, RB to pick it yeah. up and you're already switching and you're already shooting shit. Like how'd you categorize Bioshock? <sighs> Bioshock, in my opinion, is not clunky. I think Bioshock plays very smoothly and that's, that's mostly when you look at almost the the system of left hand plasmid right yes. hand shoot okay. things when you when you to, when you play yeah. the both and the way they interact with each other it's fucking beautiful it's yep. like music but you know shooting just by itself maybe a little uh, a little harder or a little stiffer but you know i thought I, a lot of people criticized the third game infinite 
for no. so many reasons, and, and I never understood the criticism because I thought it was beautiful. Oh, I loved it. I, it was that was for me an extremely smooth FPS, very smooth, both with the passability or the the vigor ability, and then the, the before all the DLC came out that uh-huh. I didn't want. That was like a challenge mode and time testers and stuff. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't care about that. I hundred percent of the story, um, and that was that was enough for me. And I fucking love Bioshock. Like uh, Ken Levine. Ken Levine. He him not being involved with the future of this franchise almost feels like a betrayal to me. But you know we're we're getting a new game regardless. So we, yeah, it it really. It depends on where they go with it, you know. I I think there are a lot of cool ideas that I could pull off as Bioshock ideas. Mm. Like, one of them was the idea that, like, someone made a... Um, it's almost like Cold War era, and it's Russians, and they make a, like, lab-slash-foundation on an island, and... Uh, the island uses geothermal energy of a volcano to, like, amass a super weapon. And I came up with this, like, long idea, and I was like, that would be a fun Bioshock game. You know, very time-sensitive. You know, you could play around with the idea that the technology they are using is, like, well beyond mm-hmm. man's usual capability. You know, the the Bioshock signature of us tapping into something mm-hmm. that is well beyond our control. I like to see it go into like the moon or Mars. See, I was just going to do that. Yep. I was just going to say the the one that that pops around a lot is almost like an iron sky 1930s like the you know the the space race kind of like people thinking that we're going to get to the moon ascending bots and dogs and things mm. when really it's not going to happen for another you know maybe 30 years in our universe could happen like way earlier in a bioshock universe and come across almost steampunky and cool mm-hmm. and and not necessarily system shock which a lot of people would have trouble comparing it to because system shock was Bioshock in space. You know, it came out 10 to 12 years before Bioshock did by the same people. Yeah. Um, but I think if you if you change the aesthetic enough, if you can make it almost entirely steam-powered, I think like a space Bioshock or a moon Bioshock could be really cool. Yeah. But I think Bio is super important to the title. Mm. So that's why I think like... You know, like a small island or per- oh, perhaps wow. like a a ship that rides over the ocean or maybe even all terrains. Or uh, one guy online mentioned that he would like to see something take place like in the middle of the desert in like a no man's land type of area. Like a city that crawls, cool. crawls around on spider legs or something. Or like... Like tractor treads. In like, a, in like a, The Last for Us or like an I Am Legend where you have a city... Like a metropolis where that's been, you know, that's fallen to the state that, in those two examples. Yeah. But to have a Bioshock game in that, that'd be kind of interesting, a city a city setting too. Be different. Um, well, I think but- Bio is, uh, uh, like, the shock in Bioshock for me is like culture shock. I want, I want the shock to mean an upset of the regularity, an upset of the paradigm, an upset of 
the socio-political idea at the time. I think that's what makes Bioshock Bioshock. Mm -hmm. Like, it has something to do with the world, and it has something to do with things not being how they seem. And I think that's what the Bioshock title means. And, like, a city in the clouds, a city at the bottom of the ocean, like, that's a good... Like, those are fantastic starts. Those are fantastic ideas. Sure, yeah. And I just think that, like, there is a breadth of directions we can go that is not treading the same water mm. and i would i wouldn't hate i think hate's a strong word i wouldn't hate if the next game takes place in rapture i wouldn't i think there are more stories to be told there the downfall of rapture is a fantastic book i would love to see it played out as a game um you know the the people and, and things that happened is a, almost a completely different story that we haven't seen before. What happened to Atomic Heart? It's still coming out. Yeah. It, has, it hasn't come out yet. Atomic Heart is uh, is also a good idea. You know, it's a, it's a future where the Russians, I think, won like a major war. Like the Red Scare turned out to be for real and then uh -huh. they, they took over the planet kind of thing. Very uh, man in the high tower, but Russians, not Germans. At least I think that's mm. what the story's about. Because the idea is it's Russians with atomic power when the rest of the world didn't have it, uh -huh. right? Like, that's the idea. It's like a Red Sun Superman. Mm -hmm. You know, well, Superman landed in fucking, I don't know, where did he land? Kansas? Something. Oklahoma? Yeah. Something like that. You know, Let's let's play it back and say he landed in Russia. That's Red Sun Superman. I think, you know, Manhattan Project never happened. It became the Soviet Project. Mm, mm -hmm. And then they used the bomb on another country instead of us using it on Japan. You know, I think that that's, that's very Bioshock in itself, too. You're taking a socio-political idea, associating it with a geographical location on the planet, and you're mixing it up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I it's funny you said that because for the life of me I've been trying to think of that title lately because I'm like, why the fuck did I buy a PS4? I thought there were so many more games that I wanted to play other than Spider Man. But you know, I got Last of Us, Uncharted, you know, I'm gonna get God of War, um and then it's just like Last of Us 2. And then I was like, Atomic Heart. Yeah, that's another fucking game that's not going to come to the Xbox that I really want to play. <laughs> There's got to be more. There has to be more. Um, but, you know, we've been we've been talking about it. You know, it's like the more to us is like <laughs> systematic follow-ups to things we already liked. <laughs> like yeah. the next Halo game. Like really excited for that. What's it called? Uh... Halo... Infinite? Infi no. Right, yeah. Is it? It is. <laughs> it is, because it makes me roll my eyes every time. <laughs> uh, you put two halos next to each other sideways, and it creates an infinite symbol. <laughs> Shit, man. Uh, it's not one ring, it's two rings next to each other. Infinite. Next Dragon Age, you said? Next Skyrim. Cast it into the fire! Next Fallout. No. <laughs> no. Oh, man. There's some good stuff. But I'm also looking for those, you know, those OG titles that come out of nowhere and surprise everyone. <sighs> Video game addiction is... 
problem. And if you or someone you know is suffering with mesothelioma, that, please call my number so that I can, your video I can reinforce to you <laughs> the fact that, honestly, there are worse things out there. <laughs> that you can be addicted to, so stop being a pussy and play your video Address games. your other addictions and let that one be, because there's a lot more pros than there are cons. Unless... It's come at the expense of personal hygiene, then I'll say that it's, it's a problem. As long as you get up and go to the bathroom once every 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that is a good line to draw, though. I think, like, if you're, sure. if you're losing control of your life, then maybe you shouldn't be playing video games. If you, if you haven't showered in days, maybe you shouldn't be playing video games. If you haven't interacted with people in the last three days, you should probably... Put oh, down, put down yeah. the video games. Uh, now, now, what about this? What if, what if, while you play video games, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. interact? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With people. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's still through a video game. So I mean, like, gotcha. real human interaction. Hey, man, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Okay. You can <laughs> we were fuck, playing red. You can fuck we're, right off. We were playing rock band, and you weren't nearly as good. <laughs> I was top performer. Fucking asshole. You got serious skills. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ! I always liked the. Uh, they can't stop me. I I can't I can't tell you enough how much I love South Park's answer to the rock band rock band guitar hero. I don't know. I I wish that I. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking? I about? I wish that I was like a diehard fan. I love I love South Park. I just don't know it. I don't <laughs> so, watch it enough. So so Kyle and Stan finally play enough Guitar Hero to beat the entire game and five-star it on Expert. Oh. And at the very end, it does the title screen, and <laughs> instead of congratulating them, it goes, Wow! You are fags! <laughs> and they're just like, What? <laughs> and it's just like, Well, what is... Why did it say that? Well, we we five starred <laughs> Guitar Hero on on expert mode. Well, let's let's do the last song again one more time, and then they beat it. They get to the congratulations screen, <laughs> and it goes, "You are fags." <laughs> I just remember laughing like a lot because like yeah, yeah man. <laughs> I, I love Guitar Hero, and I I tried way too hard as a child to be really good at it. <laughs> and it's completely useless. Oh, it's so useless. <laughs> I would say rhythm games are more useless than other games. <laughs> that doesn't make them not fun. But I think, you know, I think it's improved my skills in, in other games. <sighs> sure. Reaction. Sure. You know, all that shit. All that other it has useless benefits. shit. You know? Just like every, every video game has a, a benefit of... Uh, Certain uh, acute awareness of visual, you know. I, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that I'm very talented. Not only, <laughs> not only in general. I should, you know, what? I'm just very talented. Anyway, we're reading the story today. <laughs> so now you want to get into the show? Let's get into the show. <sighs> Oh, this is lots of pasta, and this is 
an impromptu episode in between my practices. I had I had four days off from practice, and I told myself that I'll have some free time. And then my boy Tenron here hit me up, and he said, let's get it. And I said, yo, word. And here we are in the in the little room. I, I'd like to think that the audio quality is amazing in here, so so people can reinforce that opinion mm. by leaving comments and likes mm. on our SoundCloud and Facebook. Oh, Tenron. The last thing we did together was Spire in the Woods. That's right. And people people liked that. That was, was a good, that was a good one. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty homely, but it was a little homely. Uh, just if there is an adjective to uh, describe it. But other than that, it was solid. I um, I really want to get back into doing bigger, more serious stuff, but I really just don't have the time for it right now. Which is sure. why we're doing something singular. This title is a little interesting. Um. The title of the story we're reading today is Refrigerator in the Woods, and I just, I don't, it doesn't sound right, you know, like a little bit like Bioshock, like that's something that's somewhere doesn't belong and it's a little weird, and, um... It sounds like a murderer, and like... It sounds like a murderer. Yeah. You mean, like, is, is, the, is the refrigerator metaphorical, or is it a literal refrigerator could, in the woods? I guess it could be either, but, like... I don't know. Sounds like sounds like murder. Sounds like decapitation, like chopping off body parts, and that's interesting. I don't know. It could. It abs. It may as well. I don't know what I think. Refrigerator in the woods. Um, to use a refrigerator requires a very little amount of knowledge. The fact that it's out there in the woods means it could be used by anything with basic understanding of electricity and uh, storage procedures. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's a maybe it's like a Bigfoot man keeping his sandwiches and deli meats nice and cool. <laughs> Ooh, he wow, just packs wow. it. He packs the bottom of it with snow. Like, oh, Sasquatch has all those Wawa hoagies in the That's cold in there. That's keeping my ham and Swiss nice and hard. And, uh, you know, his little jackalope buddy comes over and he's like, Can I have some of your sandwiches, Bigfoot? And he's just like, No! <laughs> like a dog. And he just fucking, <laughs> he, breaks <laughs> the, he breaks the jackalope's neck and puts the body in the refrigerator. I'll save you for later, Jackalope. That always... You know what that just reminded me of? The Goonies? The, <laughs> the one moment in that movie that scared me as a kid was the yeah. body in the freezer. Oh, absolutely. That was it. That was what scared me. It's gruesome. And and, and refrigerator. There, this might... Who's to say that this is a regular frigidaire? This might be like a walk-in fridge in the woods. In the woods. Oh, so this could be like a... a, a like a... It may as well. Paranormal kind of? Perhaps. Who knows? Like a Narnia door. We are here on the rim of exploration about to cross a threshold into a new land of refrigerators and woodses. What if there's a microwave in the woods? 
And then you could get your taquitos from the freezer in the woods and put them in the microwave in the woods. And what if it's as simple as someone just takes a plug and just plugs it into a tree and like, oh, wow, my refrigerator's working. And he just starts using it. <laughs> well, that's, that's really weird. What if it's aliens? <laughs> what if they're like freezing people and keeping their bodies? It could be like ants. You know. Yeah, like ants, like Treebeard. Treebeard's walking over to his fridge, grabbing some, grabbing some eggs. Where is my refrigerator? <laughs> I need my pine cones. <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna finish that with. Uh, yeah, Treebeard seems like the kind of guy who. Definitely refrigerates his pine cones. Um, they're his balls. <laughs> he needs to keep them nice and cool. Those are his pine cones. Um, I don't know, man. There are so many, so many different things this can be. Um, I don't know if it's split up into parts. Let's give it a quick looky loo. Yeah. Oh, parts. So it looks like it's split up into parts. Do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. This is Refrigerator in the Woods. <coughs> Lots of pasta. Reddit, no sleep. Let's fucking <coughs> do the thing. I grew up exploring the woods. There's several... Del Ugh, I already fucked up. Alright, get up. Okay. We're not allowed to do this anymore. Okay. Alright. I'll just, uh, see I'll let myself nope, out. It's fine. I'll see you. All right. Bye. Fucking hey, man. I grew up exploring the woods. <laughs> I grew up exploring the woods. There's several That's dozen... That's gonna sound so good. <laughs> there's several dozen acres behind the home I grew up in. I've been through them so many times. I know just about every single tree, every hill, and every stream. There's some adjacent cow pastures around them, and several clearings. Now that I'm older, I don't go into them quite as much, but I still go for a walk through them a couple of times throughout the year. A few weeks ago, I went for a walk through the woods. I'm just walking along when I come across an old discarded refrigerator. It's down in a fairly deep ditch. It almost looks like a sinkhole, and I've seen it before, I'm sure. The refrigerator, however, was new to me. The most intriguing part was that it was there at all. I knew exactly where at in the woods I was. There's a familiar clearing that you pass through to get to it, and it was about another 25 yards into the trees. There's no footpath or trail to it. There's certainly no trails for a vehicle to get to this particular spot. Even the clearing itself is tree-locked with no big trails. Whoever put this old kitchen appliance here hoofed it in the hard way. I was sure of it. It was an older-looking refrigerator. I'd guess from the 80s, maybe the early 90s. It looked like it had been there for a little while. That, that makes me think it's like extremely blocky, very square. Like yeah. It has that, that nice divider line mm. in the middle. It was extremely dirty. Still had the remnants of dead leaves from the previous fall on top of it. It was laying face down, putting the weight of the thing on the door. Hmm. I was pretty curious about it. I stumbled and slid down into the ditch to get a closer look. 
I walked around it, inspected it, poked at it. It's just so weird to find an old fridge in the middle of the woods, in my mind. I tried to push it over to open it, but I couldn't even budge it. This thing was sturdy, and it was heavy as all get out. As all get out? Uh, the writing. Did that make sense to you? This thing, thing was sturdy, sturdy and it was... was heavy as all get out. I don't know, man. Ah, fucking writers. Heavy as hell. Yeah, I know that's what he meant, this guy. This mother. <laughs> <laughs> it was heavy as all hell. It made the idea of getting it out here in the first place even more perplexing. I'm not sure what I was expecting to happen when I knocked on it. Maybe Indiana Jones would pop out. Oh! But I gave it two sharp knocks on the side. After half a moment, it knocked back. Two loud, sharp knocks rang back out from the fridge. So that's why it's here. It was certainly startling enough to throw me back onto my fourth point of contact. I stared at the fridge for a moment before I got up and scrambled back up out of the ditch. I was pretty unnerved, so I quickly began the long walk back home. <laughs> I was pretty paranoid the entire hike back, looking over my shoulder, jumping at every single little noise, of which there are an abundance of in the woods. Once I was back in my house, I began hypothesizing. There absolutely couldn't be anything inside of it. I reasoned that the most likely scenario was that when I was pushing on it, I dislodged something inside of it and that came loose and fell and made the noise inside the fridge, which that, that sounded good to me. Rationalizing. Mm. Last week, I decided to go back. Oops. I planned on taking a camera with me, but as my camera was my phone and my phone had recently had a losing fight with the washing machine, machine I, I decided to take my parents' old film camera. The roll of film I had was pretty old, but I hoped it would work well enough. In retrospect, I wished I had waited until I got a new phone, or at least gotten a new roll of film. So I went back. After 20 minutes of crunching my way through the woods, I came to the familiar clearing. Just on the other side, I would be coming up to the ditch with the refrigerator. As I crossed the clearing, though, there was a dead cow. Now, this isn't entirely uncommon cows from the adjacent pastures have made it through a hole in the barbed wire fences and wandered into the woods pretty regularly for as long as I can remember. I've come across my fair share of bones and carcasses in the past. All the same, I still went to inspect the cow. It wasn't too decomposed. Sure, there were plenty of flies and maggots, but it's summer and it's hot. Something had definitely been eating on it, though. There was some pretty obvious chewing that had happened. I chalked it up to coyotes. They've always been in the area, as evident by their occasional howling at night. You know there are coyotes around here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's rare to see them, but they're out there. Oh, I've seen a bunch. Yeah. I've never seen them. Actually, I've heard them, but... Yeah, that's, that's a lot more likely, actually. Yeah. Definitely up north. Nothing struck me as particularly strange. All the same, I had 27 shots on my roll of film to use up. So I took a couple pictures of the, of the cow. And, uh, okay. I turned and surveyed the rest of the clearing when something else caught my eye. There was a group of stones set up on the far edge of the pasture. Oh, I don't like rocks, man. This struck me as being strange because oh, these, strange. these stones were pretty large, clean, and white. Not usually the kind of stone I'm used to seeing out in the woods, 
As I got closer, I saw that they were set up in a small formation in front of a pile of brush. The brush was forming a small roof over some kind of burrow. I snapped some pictures and got closer and could see the small entrance went down into the dirt, with no bottom quite in sight. I didn't know what kind of animal could be living in there, so I didn't get much closer. I backed off and decided that I had seen enough of the clearing and continued on to go document the refrigerator. I walked into the woods and headed towards the ditch. I wasn't really expecting what came next. When I got to the edge of the ditch and looked at the old refrigerator, I froze. The fridge had moved. It was now rolled onto its side and the door was hanging open. It was completely empty save for some dirt and leaves. Something had come and rolled this thing on its side and opened it up. I took a few pictures and retreated. Between the knocking sounds a couple of weeks ago, and it being open now, I was feeling a bit of paranoia. So I began walking back home. A few steps away from the edge of the ditch, I caught a flash of yellow on the ground out of the corner of my eye. I looked over to see a spent shotgun shell laying in the undergrowth. I took a couple of steps to investigate and picked it up. I reasoned with myself that it was just one of the locals deep out in the woods, squirrel hunting. I dropped it and began walking home again. The rest of my walk was spent in a pretty high state of paranoia. I didn't stop at the pasture to look at the dead cow again. I went straight through and was nearly halfway back to my house. I was looking over my shoulder investigating one of those small sounds that are always present in the woods when I kicked something. It tumbled through the leaves and, and brush a few feet away. When I snapped my head forward to see what I, I kicked, it was just a plain black boot. I thought to myself how strange it was for there to be a deserted boot out here in the woods. Eh, no stranger than a refrigerator, I suppose. The leather was weathered and well used. It had big blotches of something dark brown on that was cracking and peeling off. I pondered about when the last time it had rained, but or when suddenly there was a loud crash in the woods behind me. I didn't even try to look behind me. I was already on the edge at this point and took off running in the direction I knew, my, or I knew was my house. Another loud crash sounded behind me, giving me an extra little extra burst of speed. I was smacked in the face by leaves and tree limbs and almost tripped after getting caught on a thorny vine. When I finally broke through the tree line into my backyard, a bit battered and torn up, I ran straight through the back door and locked it behind me. It took a while to calm down. It was just a weird day all the way around. Next day, I dropped off the roll of films at Walgreens when I was out running errands, picked up the pictures on the way home. I was pretty disappointed because the film was aged terribly and only two pictures came out. None of the cow, none of the refrigerator. I had one random picture of trees that I don't remember specifically taking, and one of the rock formation in front of the burrow in the clearing. Either way, I think that's the last time I'm going to go into the woods. At least for a good long while. Or until I can get my hands on a gun. Wasn't really planning on writing this all up. I thought it would be a fun story with a lot of strange coincidences to tell while drinking. But I found out a few days ago that one of my neighbors on an adjacent street hasn't been home in a couple of weeks. They haven't searched for him too much. They think he ran off with another woman because he was that kind of guy. 
but I know that he likes to hunt. Two days ago, my dog disappeared. My dog only goes outside to use the bathroom and run around the yard for a bit. She never goes into the woods, and she's never outside for more than an hour. But now she's gone. Yesterday, I went to the edge of the woods to call for her since she had been gone for over a day. I found her collar hanging in a piece of brush. I think there's something new living in my woods, and I think it followed me home. Okay. That's solid. All right. It's a solid opener. What do you think's in there, Badger? <laughs> um, <laughs> pissed off Badger? Probably like Bugs Bunny. Hey, what's up, Jack? Creepypasta, no, like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> what's up, Jack? And then Bugs fingered me. Alright. <laughs> Update. June 10th of 2014. I borrowed a digital camera from a friend at work last night. I have a rotating night shift. When I came home this morning, this was sitting beside my driveway. What the hell did this used to be? He plugged in a couple pictures. Let's see if they still work. Maybe I could describe them for those of you who want to know what a picture looks like over an audio log. Oh, it looks to be torn up hair from some type of animal. It like looks a, like a deer skin. It's an animal hide. Yeah. We might be dealing with a skinwalker, folks. I love skinwalkers. It's a good it's a good story. Let's um let's keep looking at the pictures and see what they got. Yeah, it's the same skin. It looks to be maybe a, f a fox or a deer of some kind. Update 2, June 12, 2014, two days later. I tried to go back with a friend, and here's what happened. That pelt of whatever kind of animal it was was gone the next day. Today, my friend Max came over. I told him we were looking for coyotes or something that had been coming out during the day. I was actually trying to go back to the refrigerator. I have a rescue axe that I usually use as a machete to get through the woods. Max brought his handgun. I'm still trying to get a hold of my own gun. We set out early this morning around 9am or so. I was on point because I had the blade and I knew my way around. I was making a beeline for the clearing where I had seen the cow in the small burrow. I wanted to see if there was any other surprises there. We were walking for about 25 minutes. Max was pretty much just lollygagging and smoking one cigarette after another. He was trying to make small talk and joking around the entire time, and I, on the other hand, was completely on edge. Every single snap, crackle, and pop. Uh, what was that? The uh, Kellogg's Rice Krispie Bros. Every Rice Krispies of our footsteps. Those boys were hiding in the woods. <laughs> snap, crackle, and pop. They jumped out and figure-banged my asshole from our footsteps seemed to echo in my head. Can Max just be Apollo from Left Right? I was constantly... Yeah, if you want. <laughs> if, if there's dialogue. I was constantly scanning around us, straining to listen. Even with Max there with his gun, I was completely on edge and scared of what we might find. And worse yet, what might find us. We were almost to a clearing when Max stopped and shushed me. He told me he heard something. 
I strained to listen and couldn't hear anything. Max described what we heard as sounding like something being dragged. Ew. He pointed in a direction away from the clearing. I tried to tell him that we needed to keep going the way we were going, but he insisted that we go towards the sound he heard. After all, uh, we were there for coyotes, as far as he was concerned. So I relented. I didn't want to admit that we were what we were really looking for. I, I don't think he would have come or believed me if I told him what was really happening. I mean, the story sounds pretty silly and paranoid when I tried to even tell it to myself. I figured we could just come back around to the refrigerator and the clearing on the way back. I didn't really care. We had Max's gun. I figured the worst case scenario is that we could at least find out what it is and slow it down. Best case, we kill the stupid thing. So we started hiking in the direction he swore he heard the noise from, and I opted to not use the axe to cut through the brush. We agreed that it'd be best to try and sneak up on the noises as silently as possible. We were going almost painfully slow, trying our best to avoid every branch and twig. And we made it about 300 yards before we saw what was in front of us, and it was a tiny house. Decrepit, rotten, completely overgrown with vines and foliage. In my mind, I raced through my memories. I've been coming through these woods and exploring for 15 years. I thought I'd seen damn near everything that there was to see in them, but somehow, I'd never seen this place before. I've been a lot deeper into these woods than this. I had somehow missed an entire house. It seemed really off to me. I think the twist is going to be this is like Blair's Witch or, <laughs> Blair Witch or something, <laughs> which I fucking love, so I'm getting that vibe pretty strong. Max, of course, was overly excited about it. He wanted nothing more to explore the place. It certainly looked abandoned, with all the overgrowth. What few windows we could see were broken out. Not to mention that it was out here in the middle of nowhere, with no trails or roads to speak of leading to it. So we went in. I have to admit, I was curious as to what we could find in there myself. Maybe it had a clue. Maybe it's where the refrigerator came from, considering it was the closest thing resembling a house to where I found the refrigerator by quite a distance. It was small inside. There were only about five rooms. We slowly crept through them one by one. I didn't want to stay in there for very long. I had my camera out and was taking quick snapshots, but I wasn't exactly trying to frame my shots or anything. Not a whole lot happened at first. The floor creaked with every step, so my adrenaline was already pumping. But we didn't find anything or hear anything particularly impressive. That's until we got to the last room. The last room was covered in a black plastic plant food bags, but they had symbols drawn on them in gold paint. I tried to take a half-decent picture, but it's right about then that something came into the house. What do you think? I think it's a person. Yeah, but... I don't think it's like a monster. What, what do you think's up with the food bags with the paint? Containment? <sighs> Radiation or something? Experimentation? We heard loud creaking coming from the small, narrow hallway. It sounded like something dragged itself in. There was loud shuffling sounds, suddenly a thump. It sounded like something had fallen. Max and I squeezed up beside the door, listening with bated breath. I hadn't noticed, but Max had drawn his gun. We sat there, completely silent, nearly forgetting to breathe, when the chewing began. At least it sounded like chewing. It sounded like a 
combination of chomping, licking, and sucking. It's hard to describe, but I'm sure most of you reading this will have an idea of the sound I'm talking about. I looked around the room from behind Max, looked for a way to escape just in case, and there was a small window a few feet up. It looked like it would be easy enough to get through. Besides, the window was a belt hanging from a long rusted nail dangling from the belt. It was a large knife of some type in a scabbard. I moved to get it. Sure, I had my axe, but I figured an extra weapon couldn't hurt, and I moved to take it off the wall. Unfortunately, I took a wrong step, and as I put my weight on a foot reaching for the knife, a loud creak rang out. I locked eyes with Max. The chewing, slurping, chomping, whatever, stopped. Seconds seemed to last hours as everything was completely silent. My worst fear came true. The sound of something thumping and dragging its way down the hall began, and Max motioned for me to get out of the window. He didn't have to tell me twice. I was out the window within a few seconds. I turned around, waiting for him to come out. Suddenly, he yelled, Oh, I'm so, I'm so into this. I, I, I'm the what cut. the fuck? <laughs> As two shots Actually, from his gun. If this was like Apollo from Left Right, he'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> As two shots rang out from his gun echoing around me and I yelled for him. He tumbled out of the window two seconds later, yelling for me to run and I ran. He followed behind me as I crashed through the woods, wildly swinging my axe around, feebly trying to clear a path for us. And we we're probably about three-fourths of a mile from my house. We made it there through the dense underbrush in about ten minutes. In retrospect, it was pretty remarkable time with how thick the woods and undergrowth are. When we arrived, Max was pale. He didn't speak. I tried to find out what he saw, and what he shot at and he sat at my kitchen table staring down he chugged a bottle of water after the color began to return to him he left he didn't say a word to me he just walked out the front door got in his car and drove away he hasn't answered my calls or texts since I'll try to find out something more when he has had a chance to sleep on it for a day or two Here's some of the pictures I took. Most of them are low quality, but I was trying to get out as quickly as possible. I apologize for that, but it might give you a vague idea. Here we go, another image. This reminds me of Ted's Ted's Caver story a little bit. It looks like a nice little barn in the middle of the woods. Did you ever ever read or hear Ted the Caver? No. That was my first solo episode. I think one, one hundred and eleven. It's a guy who uh, finds a natural cave system in a local mm. hiking trail and realizes it's never been discovered, so he starts to log it, and every day he gets a little bit further into the cave system and a little bit further and a little bit further, <laughs> and then he starts to hear something, and then he starts to see something, and then he brings a friend down there, and both of them witness something, and the friend goes crazy. And then the stories stop coming. And it is highly believed that it ends with him going back in the cave, but just never coming back to finish oh, writing wow. the story. And what's great about reading it is it's on one of those old, like, 2001 websites. Like, I could even bring it up right now just to show you if it's still alive. It's like one of those Zangas, you know? Like a. Wow. And then he starts to. 
include pictures, his background on caving, and uh, stuff he starts to hear. I'm pretty sure he starts to include pictures. It's a really fun story. If you haven't listened to the episode, I, s I certainly suggest it. Episode 111. I just want to show the pictures. Yeah, pictures in this. Oh, he definitely starts to include pictures. Ah, there were definitely pictures in the mm. original, but he, um, it, it was like an actual cave. What's this picture? Oh, is this the, uh... I should probably tell barn? you about the knife. The, we did see a picture of the barn, but I have a <clears> feeling <throat> this is going to be the knife. Oh. I should probably tell you about the knife. We had gotten back to my house before I realized I had taken the knife and slung it over my shoulder. And after some research, I think it's a bayonet from the, from a Garand rifle from World War II. Looks pretty banged up, but I took some pictures of it. Let's take a looky-looky. Or Nazi knife. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's one of those uh, pointy, stabby boys. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Why was the knife in the house, and what were those symbols? Is the house where the refrigerator comes from? What did Max see? What the hell is happening in the woods behind my house? Most of all, what the hell do I do now? Alright, I'm gonna take a sip of soda. Alright, update on June 13th of 2014. I went to Max's apartment. Wasn't home, so I assumed he was at work. I waited until he got home. I was sitting there for about two hours. He wasn't particularly jovial to see me, as you can probably imagine. He let me in and he put his handgun on, on the coffee table before he sat down on his chair. That struck me as strange because he doesn't usually carry his handgun to work. He's spooked. I'm not 100% on whether or not he's even allowed. All the same, I came to get at least a couple of answers so I wasn't leaving until I did. The first and most important thing in my mind that I asked him, did you shoot a person and do I need to call the police? The answer was an emphatic no. He told me with no uncertainty that when he, what he fired his gun at was not a person. He wasn't even sure if he had hit it or not, and he wasn't about to stick around to find out. I tried to get him to tell me what he, what he saw. He wouldn't describe it. All I could get out of him was that it had dragged half of an animal in, and it looked like it had been ripping it apart. He also said that it was crawling towards us down the hall when he looked out and saw it and fired two shots at it before he tumbled through the window after me. He told me the worst part was the eyes. He told me that even though it was covered in blood and gore that he couldn't get the image of his, its eyes out of his head. He couldn't tell me what color it was, whether it looked humanoid or walked like a bear or anything. Just these huge, evil, slit pupil eyes. He said the part that clenches his gut the most, the absolute worst thing is that when he looked into its eyes, he saw something intelligent. He said he just knew that whatever was behind those eyes knew what he was, or who he was, and what he was capable of. Like, it had probed into his head during the brief second of eye contact. What if this thing is actually not just some weird animal? Could it actually be capable of evil instead of just survival? 
the concept terrifies me more than I can imagine. Max told me not to go into the woods. He told me I could stay with him. I accepted. I came back home to pack a few things to last me for a few days. I figured as long as I'm out of here by dark, I'll be fine. It doesn't seem like it's all that willing to come out into the open during the daytime. I hope that's true. I'll keep you updated. Continuing the update. Things are escalating. It was a long night. Uh, things have certainly escalated quickly. I'm not sure what actually happened. I was packing a bag to stay at Max's for a few days. I had every intention of getting out of there before nightfall. I was sitting in front of the computer hitting refresh here on no sleep every few seconds, hoping somebody would pop out with something new that I could use. Unfortunately, it's all still con or it's still all conjecture. I put my hands in my face and suddenly I shot back awake several hours later. It was nighttime. A quick glance at my watch showed me past midnight. First thing I noticed is how dark it was. The second thing I noticed was how quiet it was. It was eerily quiet. No hum of the AC, no quiet whoosh of the ceiling fan. I tried to turn on my desk lamp and nothing happened. My computer was dead. It was a full moon, so I could I could see some vague shadows created by the dim light coming through the window. I peered through the blinds out to my driveway, where there's normally a street light lighting up my car. Nothing. I could just see the dim silhouette of my car. The power was definitely out. I stumbled through the room and into the hallway. I made it into the bathroom, through my bedroom, and blindly fumbled until I found the cabinet under the sink. I pulled out two of those candles in the painted glass, Jesus loves you jars. What can I say? They last a long time and they're cheap at the dollar store. I found the box of kitchen matches. I kept with them and lit them both up. Now I can see, or at least see where I was going. I heard a crack of thunder in the distance. Might be the first time where a crack of thunder made, made my blood run cold. Normally I enjoy the sound. It's comforting, relaxing. This time, though, all I could think about was, if it's coming this way, what little light I have from the moon is going to disappear. I really didn't want to be stuck in total darkness with only a couple of Jesus candles to keep me company, and I certainly wasn't going to go outside. Thunder cracked again, closer. The already dim moonlight got dimmer. I stood there staring out of the window. For several minutes, I stood there, watching the light of the moon slowly snuff out into inky blackness. And then I was well and truly alone in the dark. There was a loud thump on the back porch. I wanted it so badly to just have been thunder, but I knew <laughs> that it wasn't. Another thump. Then another. And another. It sounded like it was pacing the length of the porch. I wondered if I had locked the back door when I came home earlier. I decided to at least go down to the bottom of the stairs to just check the deadbolt from a distance. I creaked my way downstairs, holding my candle out in front of me. It didn't produce much light through the painted glass, but in this total darkness it was enough. I reached the landing and turned the corner towards the back door. I crept towards it. I could still hear it thumping along the back porch. Through the dim candlelight, I saw the deadbolt. It was unlocked. I cursed myself. I remember thinking of how stupid I had been. I had to get that thing locked before whatever was thumping along the, uh, was thumping along noticed. So I waited, 
I could hear it moving back and forth along the porch. When it sounded like it was on the far side of the porch, I sprinted to the door and hit the deadbolt. The moment the deadbolt clicked closed, a loud whoomp against the back door. The door shook on its hinges, threw me back on my ass. I started scrambling backwards away from the door, and then it started tapping. Just a light tapping on the door, like it was poking a finger. I was scared shitless, Some, somehow my candle was still lit. I held it in front of me as I tried to crab walk away from the door. I made it to the stairs, finally stood back up. The tapping stopped. I heard a couple more thumps on the back porch. It sounded like it ran off. They were incredibly close together and then silence for about two seconds. The tapping came from the front door only a few feet behind me. I nearly killed myself trying to scramble back up the stairs. There were two small windows on either side of the front door. I didn't dare look through them. I made it to the top of the stairs and looked back down them. The tapping had stopped. I didn't hear anything for several breathless seconds, and then the thumping came back. I heard it thumping on the roof. <laughs> it had gotten on the oh, roof oh, somehow. Oh, oh. You said you wanted to be on the Christmas special, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, what is it? It's, it's Santa from... Uh, it's um, Santa from Futurama. <laughs> You've been naughty. <laughs> I heard it thumping on the roof. It had gotten on the roof somehow. I could hear it thumping along back and forth. I creeped my way towards the doorway to my man cave. I needed to get my phone. Something was here and I needed the police quick, fast, and in a hurry. The thumping seemed to follow me as I crept through the upstairs hallway seemed to be right over me. The thought that it could somehow track me through a roof scared the shit out of me. I crept into the computer room. I could see my phone laying on the desk in front of me through the dim candlelight. I could see the blackness of the night through the blinds of the windows directly behind my desk. Except it wasn't completely black. There just beyond the blinds were two softly glowing tennis ball sized orbs of orange light. I stopped in my tracks and stared. It seemed like minutes, but it couldn't have been more than a few seconds. I remember thinking to myself, that looks an awful lot like eyes reflect. They blinked. I yelled some choice vulgarities. I dropped the candle as I ran out of the door. It snuffed out as I slammed the door behind me. I stumbled through the darkness. The thumping returned above me. I could see the soft glow of the other candle coming from the bathroom in my bedroom. The thumping made it before I did. It was at the window in my bedroom. I slammed my back up against the wall and quickly scooted towards the bathroom, eyes locked on the window. I realized I was holding my breath. I couldn't see it or those huge glowing eyes through the blinds. I could just hear it tapping on the glass. I made it to the bathroom. I slammed the door behind me, locking it. I braced my back against it. I reached up to the counter and grabbed the candle. I held it between my legs and started praying. I've never been big on praying, but I suppose I was looking for all the help I could get. And through the door, I could still hear a muffled. It was silent for several seconds before I realized it stopped. I sat there sitting in the glow of nothing but a single candle for what seemed like ages. 
I heard it thumping across the roof again, directly above me. Suddenly, a huge thump on the outside wall of the house sounded like a cannon firing against the side of my house. It thumped again, then like another cannon against the adjacent wall. It knew exactly where I was. I couldn't tell if it was trying to break through, but with the booming thumps, it sure sounded like it. It seemed like hours. Every couple of minutes, another loud crash against one of the walls or the roof around me. Occasionally, I, I could hear it faintly tapping on the window in the bedroom. I couldn't tell you if I cried or not. I know I wanted to. I cried like a little bitch. The thumping, the crashing, the tapping. It never seemed to stop. It's driving him mad. The next thing I remember was waking up. Somehow through everything, I had fallen asleep. I checked my watch. It was almost noon. I wasn't sure when I had passed out, but I had slept a good eight hours. It was completely dark in the bathroom. I realized my candle had gone out at some point. I could see a silver a sliver of light coming from the bottom of the bathroom door. Doesn't mean you're safe, dude. Yeah. My throat was dry, and the air was thick and muggy in the bathroom. The power was still out, and I slowly opened the door and peeked out. Nothing in my bedroom looked disturbed. I slowly made my way through the sticky heat of the house. It didn't look like anything had broken in. I decided it was time to leave. I would call the police from Max's apartment when I got there. I grabbed my bag and my laptop made my way outside. I went through the back door, locking it behind me. I was scanning the tree line as I rounded my house, going to my car. I wondered if it was watching me. As I got to my car... I stopped dead in my tracks. I dropped my bag and my laptop. It's a wonder I didn't break it. I found my dog. What was left of her, anyway. Sitting there on the hood of my car was the head of my dog. It looked like her neck and part of a shoulder were still attached. Half the skin and pelt were flayed from her skull. There was just enough of her familiar black and gray spotted pattern to recognize her. This time, I know I cried. I don't know how long I stood there crying, but it took a while. I buried my dog at the edge of the yard. I didn't care if whatever it was was watching me. I didn't take pictures of my dog. I didn't think about it. Even if I had, I doubt I would have taken pictures anyway. It was the biggest gut punch I'd ever, ever experienced. Afterwards, I went and got the bayonet and threw it as hard as I could into the woods. I yelled at whatever the hell it was to just leave me alone. There's another picture here. Oh. It's made a, a little grave for his little, yeah. little baby dog. Little baby dog grave. I didn't have much battery left on my phone, but I called the police. I waited for them to come. I had to wash the blood off the hood of my car anyway. And when they got there, I explained to them what had happened. The fridge, the boot, my dog disappearing, the shack, everything. They told me if I could stay with a friend, if I felt more comfortable until they could have a look around. They said they'd bring in some experts or whatever to see quote if there unquote, experts. Yeah, see if there are any signs of a large animal that stretched too far from its normal habitat. They dismissed most of it as just working myself up over a lot of a whole lot of small things that coincided with one another. They told me that they saw where a power line had been downed at a pole close to my driveway, and that they would get the utility company out to fix it. I drew them a small map to give them an area, or an idea of uh, where everything was in the woods. 
thought you guys might like to see it too to get an idea of everything. And you know what? Fuck it. I, I don't. I don't want to see a piece of shit map. I do, and we're not going to. <laughs> we're just. Oh, he's he's actually. Opened the minute up. you said I do, I was like, I don't need to see your made up bullshit. I can make a better map. No offense, but. I mean, it's house. A, okay. The boot that he saw. It does give you an idea of distance. Check. So everything's off to the left so far. The furthest is the, the fridge. Thick woods. He's just kind of missing a bunch of trees. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's an okay map, in my opinion. Yeah, he's going to go to jail for art. I mean, <laughs> lack of cartography skills. Yeah, shit. I'm scared shitless right now. Whatever came to my house last night, I think it was playing with me, trying to scare me. With how it was apparently scaling the side of my house and thumping around, there's no way that it couldn't have gotten in if it had wanted to. I think I can safely say that whatever this thing is, isn't just a vagrant living in the woods, though. I think glowing eyes, you know, it's it's tough to see which direction it's going in. Oh, this is weird, yeah. It's almost like Mothman-esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you got, yeah. some, you got some light in there? I love lamp. Yeah. It's <laughs> chilling on the candle. I'm at Max's apartment now, and I'm still waiting to hear back from the police and animal control or whoever. I'm hoping they might have a, at least one answer for me. I finally told Max absolutely everything that was happening. He was rather upset that I hadn't told him all of this before I dragged him into the woods. I know one thing for certain now, no. Max was right about the eyes. Uh, just a note. This isn't a proper update. I haven't learned anything new, but I'd like to point out, you know who you are, that I buried what was left of my dog 13 hours ago. I don't have time for your patronization and joking about my dog. I'm also not interested in building any kind of bullshit backstory or mythology to all of this to make it scarier. I'm not a fictional character. I, I know I'm feeding the trolls at this point, but I'm pretty emotional about my dog. Is that real enough for you? Okay. And, uh, another update. And, uh, with another update comes another sip of Mountain Dew. I think I'm gonna take it. Another sip <laughs> of my soda? Okay, you could take it. If you want to get <laughs> sick, bro. <laughs> Give me that dew. Give me that fucking dew. Do the dew. story so far. It's the honey of the gods. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really digging it. It's a little Blair Witch, a little Mothman, a little... It's very, uh... I could like, see this as a horror movie. Yeah, it's weird. It's interesting. Very gory. Yeah. Alright. Oh! <laughs> yes. That's not your turn? You only have that much more, so just... Oh, yeah. Just she... This is an update for June 19th, uh, 2014. Was that five days later? Yeah. Okay. Came back to Max's apartment after work. There was a black boot on the doorstep. Looked like the black boot I found in the woods back when this all first started. I threw it as hard as I could across the parking lot. <laughs> Sorry, no pictures. <laughs> I'm not going back outside tonight. I don't know if, if it's here or not. I'm, I'm really jittery. I'm waiting for Max to come home. If it's followed me here, there's no telling what it's capable of next. And we're going to have to deal with this one way or another, and soon. Fuck my life. <laughs> I just wanted you to read the fuck my life. 
life. Fuck my life. Fuck my life. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, the story is fun. Um, I remember this was something I was gonna option to read by myself because it's very singular. Yeah. But I'm but I'm also enjoying reading it with you. It's good. I like it. I, it's it's fun. It's simple. Um, you you don't need to give me reasons to be scared of the woods. I have an irrational. No, you know what? I'm gonna argue that it is rational. I have a rational fear of bears. Uh-huh. Going camping, I, I love it, I, I do it all the time, but when I hear noises in the middle of the night, I lose my shit. Because mm. I could just see a bear tearing me guts open. Sure. Yeah, man, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> also, I lived in northeastern Pennsylvania for two years and had bears that walked down my fucking street, so, you know. Anyway, I'd like to apologize for the long delay in between substantial updates. It's been a pretty quiet week, and the amount of trolls I've had showing up in the comments and my PMs have really kept me from being motivated to stay that active here. First off, the police didn't find anything. The fridge was found, the shack was found. They said that the shack did seem to be an old grow house, but couldn't find any evidence of it having been used anytime recently. They also didn't tell me anything substantial about the graffiti, they just didn't find anything. Power company fixed my power that afternoon after. They said a line had been ripped down, but they couldn't tell what by. It's not really a tree nearby, so they couldn't say whether it had been some freak tree limb or not, I don't know. I've been with Max. We haven't talked much about it. I'm not pushing him to describe what he saw. The glowing eyes were enough for me. Last night, as I mentioned in a short update at the end of the last update, I found a boot that I think might have been the brother of the one I originally saw back in those woods. After Max came back home, he was livid about it. He wasn't happy about the idea that it's followed us to his house. It's hard to describe how guilty I feel. He shouldn't have been a part of this, and now it's coming to his house. I don't really know the other part. Uh, I don't really know how to put it other than that it sucks a big one. So we made a plan. We're gonna go back. What? He wants to go back to the fridge and the shack. He wants to see if we can find a clue or some kind of evidence or this, something. This is insane. Obviously he's bringing his gun. We planned on going today since we both have the day off from work. Hopefully it's not back home yet since it took so long for us to leave. It's little present at his house. That was the plan, anyway. I woke up this morning around 7, because I couldn't sleep. And Max was gone. I tried texting him, calling him. I never got further than his voicemail. I was really, really fucking hoping he was out running errands. I waited for him for a few hours. He never came home. He never called me back. So I went back to my house by myself. I was hoping I'd only have to pull down the driveway and be able to turn back around. And as I feared, however, Max's car was already there. I won't lie, even though it hasn't been quite as active during the daytime, I was terrified and paranoid just walking around the driveway. He left a note on the windshield. Oh my god. Picture. Alright, well he he showed the note, but I guess now <laughs> I guess now we're opening it. God damn it. Don't come looking. I'm going to finish this. Well that's unwise. <laughs> don't go don't go hunting on your own, man. You could use eyes. Two versus one. 
pure numbers. Yeah, this is a weird twist in the story. Fuck. He's already been here for several hours at least and hasn't made it back to the car. I think whatever that thing is might have beat us back here. It must be fast and durable. Someone else asked in the last story if this thing had caused any damage on my house since it was thumping around and I walked around to see for any sign if it had been there. We got more pictures. Maybe a broken screen or something. Um. Huh. Some tiles pulled off the roof. And, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's the only thing I could find. There were no marks on the side of the house anywhere. I could see it. All I found was this piece of shingle material in the backyard. I couldn't exactly see where it had been dislodged from. I also thought I'd show a picture of the window that it had been hanging out in front when I saw its yeah, eyes. Don't I don't need to see it. a window. <laughs> Nothing really that it could hang on to or stand on very easily. I found... Okay, I need to see the window now. <laughs> the window's important. If it's, like, high... If it's, like, high up, that then this then this thing is just fucking freakishly tall. That is high. Which is, which is cool. I hope this thing is, like... Maybe it was hanging from the roof. But it crawls. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't Ew, it? Ew, what if it's, like, a really fucking skinny demonic bear like a like a polar bear sized bear I mean I love annihilation you know you don't need to tell me that I need another you know Ew. aggro uh, skull bear to freak out about oh my god we watched that right annihilation yeah uh, no I don't think Natalie so Natalie Portman no post apocalyptic oh yeah. come on man nothing really could hang on to or stand very easily I found another thing I actually found it almost as soon as I got there but I thought it had been more mundane on the way first this was on my porch. Let's see. Oh, the knife. The knife is back and a gun was left there. Is that a, yeah, I think gun. whatever it was brought these for me. It brought the bayonet back. It also brought this slightly older looking pump shotgun. Shotgun was empty except for one unused shell in the chamber. It's a 20 gauge. It looks almost exactly like the empty shell I found out in the woods. After I finished looking around, I went to Walmart, found a box of 20-gauge shells, and brought it back with me. I'm not sure of the legality of this shotgun, but at least I have a real weapon now. That makes me feel pretty empowered. I'm keeping it loaded and on my hand at all times tonight. I'm staying here. I almost went out into the woods again, but there's a storm rolling in, and it's starting to get to be closer to nighttime. I feel reasonably safe having this with me now. I even went out to shoot a few cans from the food pantry just to get used to it. Don't waste your hand, If it comes tonight, I'll be ready for it as I'll ever be. I might have a couple drinks for my nerves. It's gonna be a long night regardless of where I'm sleeping at. I wanted to know that as afraid as I am, I'm not running this time. Sorry for the lack of action in this update. My gut tells me that things are coming to a boiling point. I'm going to the woods in the morning where I have plenty of daylight. Hopefully it won't be too stormy or muddy then. I'll update the few of you who've actually believed me and not talked down to me like I'm stupid or a pussy or a liar if anything <clears throat> happens between now and then. Thanks, guys. Wow. Okay. Update June 23rd, 2014. I updated. Sorry if anyone was worried. Interesting ending to that, like... That day. That, that day. Yeah. It doesn't make sense that Max would just leave. 
it doesn't, and his his general malaise to not caring where Max is also derides me as a little out of character. Yeah. Because if your friend's out there in the woods, you pick up the shotgun, you buy some shells, you run back into the woods to try and save your friend. If you did that, I would go in for it. Yeah. I'd yeah. go into the woods with a shotgun for it. Yep. Yep. And try to get other people. This is kind oh, of absolutely. Just, just like, is it just, is it just, yeah, you're living in fucking Arkansas? Like, you know, you, I, you have one friend who lives 13 miles yeah. away? Like, no. This guy's gotta I would have, have a gaggle. This guy's gotta have co I would have a company of people with me to, to come and search for your, your corpse. Oh, yeah. Tell them. All right, well, this guy, this narrator, who's no, you'd be dead. no name, I would be dead. You'd be dead by the time I got enough people to come, to come and. But avenge me. <laughs> oh, I would. I would avenge you. Yes. Would avenge. I would die trying. Possibly. That would be important. You know. <laughs> oh God. All right, this is it, part five. Sorry that it took so long. As a result of the. Um, the events of Saturday, I ended up with a concussion, was held in the hospital overnight, and I've been slowly trying to put it all back together in my head since then. Oh, wow, one of those. My head is pounding. When did he get a concussion? That's what we're finding out. Oh. We're, he's going backwards in time. Oh. This is post he is in the hospital. Oh. He's going to tell us what happened that got him there. I'm not sure what woke me up on, on Saturday morning. I'd been drinking, I'm not going to lie. I must have dozed off, but no strange noises or thumping or tapping at the window. It left me alone on Friday night. When I did wake up, I was a bit hungover. I couldn't remember what awoke me so suddenly. I think it might have been a noise, but between the hangover and the head injury that came later, it's pretty fuzzy to me. I did walk around the perimeter of the yard, looking to see if there was anything I, anything to see, and I, I found something. Um... Yeah, we have to look at the fucking picture. At this point, it's getting fucking monotonous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, look at this. It's it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the tail end of a broken arrow. The end is broken off clean, but it's got an uglier snap halfway through what's left. I'm not sure how to date broken wood, but it looks like a pretty fresh break. It looks like it might have uh, it might have real feathers instead of fake ones, but I'm not sure. They're really screwed up and ripped up. Also looks like it was tied together with sinew or something. Where the hell did this arrow come from? Why is it broken at the edge of the yard? Is someone else involved in all this? If so, are they are they on my side? It took me a little while to get my nerves up. I paced the perimeter of the woods for a long time. I had the camera in my pocket, but I didn't really plan on using it much. It took two hands to work that long-ass shotgun and I wasn't about to put it down to take a picture. I had the bayonet slung over a shoulder, and no, for those of you who asked, it won't fit on the shotgun. Eventually I just plunged into the woods. I can't even describe the amount of anxiety. Not much of a hunter, so creeping through the woods with a weapon on the ready, swinging to aim at nearly every little noise was intense, I suppose. It seemed like it took me hours to get through the woods to the clearing. I had decided to go towards the refrigerator first clearing was near empty. I could still see, see bits and pieces of uh, where the cow used to be, but it was all skeletal. It looked like it had been picked clean. I could still see the rocks piled in a front in front of the burrow. I edged towards it. it seemed like time was standing still. I couldn't even hear the familiar sounds of birds. 
I peeked into the burrow, but I couldn't see all the way into it. It went pretty deep. I thought about just emptying a few shells into it, just in case, but I decided it'd probably be better not to make it super obvious that I was there if it didn't already know. I continued onto the refrigerator. I stopped at the edge and looked down. It was rolled back closed again. I didn't have much of an opportunity to think about whether or not I wanted to open it again. There was a loud cracking in the trees above me. I swung to aim the shotgun above me, just in time for something to drop down from the branches, almost on top of me. I was knocked backwards from the weight of it. And because of, well, because it's my luck, I fell right into the ditch. I rolled down, desperately trying to cling onto the shotgun before wham, back of my head slammed into the fridge. My vision went white for a split second before quickly being replaced by stars. I'm sure I yelled or screamed, but my memory is a little fuzzy. I could see what had fallen on me. I'll try my best to describe it, but between... Wait, you can't take a picture of this? <laughs> this guy was dying, I guess. I'll try my best to describe it, but between the stars and the unbelievability of it all, I don't know how exactly how accurate it would be. It was standing up on two legs. It looked almost human. It was covered in some kind of fur. Something somewhere between a dark tan and a grayish color. The knees were reversed from a human's. Like a lichen. Yeah. It looked ridiculous, but like it, it shouldn't be able to stand. I could catch a small glimpse of a tail behind it. The arms looked very human. The fingers were stubby, but definitely were fingers. It had claws, really big fucking claws. And the head looked almost human. It had triangular ears, it had a pushed-up nose, and it had a mouth full of very, very sharp-looking teeth. And it had huge eyes, ridiculously huge. Not quite the tennis ball-sized I thought I, was, I had seen reflecting, but not too far off from the mark. It let, it let out a loud, impossibly shrill shriek. It made my head pound harder than it already was. It was truly ear-splitting. They crouched down and released another howl. And then it was on me. It moved so fast I barely had a chance to react. I still had the shotgun in both hands and I raised it up. It slammed on top of me. I thought I tore a tricep trying to push it off, off of me. It had one hand or paw thing on, on the shotgun, pushing it down towards my throat. Its other hand was yanking my hair, pulling my head to the side. Its mouth was open and teeth gnashing in my face. I could feel warm drool hitting my cheek. I could see just how big and green its eyes were. It had slit-looking pupils opened wide. I'm not sure how long I was sitting there trying to hold it off of me. Probably only a, only seconds. It seemed like hours. Suddenly, the weight was off of me. It was rearing back, still pinning me with its hind legs. It released another one of its ear-splitting howls. I could see it clawing at its own back. For a split second, I could swear I saw an arrow sticking out of it. I'm not sure what made me think of it or how I got to it so quickly, but suddenly I had the bayonet in my hand. I thrust it as hard as I could towards its chest. It sunk down to the hilt a lot more easily than I imagined it would. It screamed again and tried to claw at me. I tried to scramble out from under it, and I managed to get one foot free, pushing the thing from me. I tried to scramble backwards out of the ditch. It lurched at me again. 
It landed on the blade of the bayonet. I hadn't even realized that I had kept a hold of it. I pushed it off to the side and it held on. I had rolled on top of it. I pulled the bayonet back out of its chest and plunged it back in, again and again and again. I don't know how many times I stuck the full blade into that thing. It stopped moving long before I was finished. The only thing I really remember during it was thinking that there wasn't a whole lot of blood. There was some, I think, but it definitely wasn't gushing or spurting or spraying. I can't be sure. I was panting. I crawled out of the ditch. It didn't move. I was confused as to where I was. My head was throbbing, my ears were ringing. Everything in my vision was fuzzy. I just started stumbling. My neighbor's wife found me in her backyard sometime later. I don't remember actually walking there or aiming for there. It was certainly further away from or than my own backyard, probably a good mile and a half away. She called an ambulance. I ended up in the hospital. Outside of a couple of scrapes and bruises, the only real injury I had was a concussion. They kept me overnight. At some point, I talked to the police. I told them that Max had gone into the woods at my house and I went looking for him, and that I was attacked by something and had killed it with a knife and gotten away. The next day before I left, the police told me that they had found Max's body in the fridge. They said it looked like he had been attacked by a wildcat or a mountain lion and had been, uh, and uh, had maybe found his way into the fridge for protection but had bled out. They're still doing an investigation, I think. They didn't find another body or anything, I guess they think it either survived and crawled away or something else had gotten hold of it and dragged it away. There's no way it could have survived, could it? Just looked like uh or it looked looked like ground hamburger when I had finished. I don't know what to think. When I finally got home or got to go home, I had to take a cab. I was pretty much on bed rest for the next few days. There was a note stuck into the frame of my door. I don't know who wrote it or left it, and we're treated now. Listeners to a uh, another uh, spicy image. Let's see how bland this one is. You are not supposed to be involved. Sorry for your friend. So yeah, someone was hunting this thing and it it helped him out. But his, his friend did. On the back, it looks like it was part of the map. Not sure where to. Maybe someone else here knows. Yeah. So this is a much more oh, detailed wow, map. This is actually. Uh, out of a book. Yeah, someone's definitely tracking something. Trails and mountain ranges, it's what I'm seeing. Do you have a road? Is there a road? Buena Vista. Rockwell Mid Hill. Ride Bridge, Rockwell Hill. Operette. Interesting. I'm not sure what the purpose of the note is, but I definitely think someone was involved, or someone else was involved in this whole thing. Maybe whoever it was took that thing's body, and maybe they're shooting goddamn arrows for some reason. I left the shotgun and the bayonet at the fridge. I never heard about either of them from anybody, either. In retrospect, I'm not sure what I saw and fought, and maybe killed. The closest out of all the suggestions I heard was maybe a wampus cat. Certainly fits for the area we're in. Yeah, right. And we'll and uh, <laughs> while not all the details seem to be exact, 
seems like the closest. I just hope it's over. I've already lost too much. A friend of mine is dead because of it. I'm not sure what happens from here. I'm not sure how much more time I'll spend on Reddit at the moment. I need some time to decompress and to heal. My head is still pounding after trying to put this all back together. Thanks. I might look into that. I'm not sure if there's a... You know what's really there's weird? There's another part, or if there's... This is this is really weird. Yeah. So you and I were trying to decide what to read tonight. <laughs> yeah. And before <laughs> you opened up a list, before I said anything, I almost was inclined to say, shit, do you have anything with, like, werewolves? Oh, okay. Yeah. And... And, not the, and, <laughs> and we kind of got like a lichenoid, you know, yeah. skinwalker type of thing. That is such a, that's a funny coincidence. That's funny how that worked out. <laughs> funny title though. I guess it's, I'd say I thought it was a good title. I like the, I like titles of stories and that was an interesting title. Not that it really, like didn't really give much away, but kept it, you know, kept the, Oh, it kept it kept me kept involved. F- even even something. I didn't even like roll my eyes when the monster showed up. You know, really? no. like, this thing was interesting. This I'm, I'm just seeing if there's any more to it because it might have uh, been an ongoing. I mean, it was five years ago, so yeah, I'd like yeah. to think that I, I got everything. But I really liked the story. Yeah, it, was a, good. it was a good time. Simple, well written. Yep, that's the end. It's in Georgia. Someone on Reddit says it's in Georgia. Oh, shoot. They had a link to Google Maps. But here's my thing. What type of hauntings are in Georgia? Um, And what's a wampus cat? I don't know what a wampus cat is. Huh. Oh, like a mountain lion. Interesting. I think it's the cross between like a like a cat and a human or a like a were cat or yeah something like that. Let me search werewolf Georgia. Oh. There's a fun image. The grave of Emily Isabella Burt, Georgia's real life werewolf. Huh. Okay, well, maybe there was a small family of werewolves in Georgia okay. at one point, and we were supposed to find that. Who that's, that's a good, knows? That's a good story. That was a fun story, a fun little ditty for all the boys and girls. Yeah. Um, may this tide you over in between releases of the Luigi's Mansion LP that you and I did. I'm, I actually have something to admit. I'm rather upset that you played I mean I understand you have to play through Last of Us kind of by yourself to really get the full uh-huh. emotional impact but if we had played it for the first time on the show that would have been amazing because oh. I fucking love Last well, of Us there's gotta dude. be some game out there I've not played oh there are many games we have not played and I would watch people play like I definitely would have switched off and on with you for I've never I've never played a Resident Evil game to completion. Okay, Resident Evil's a good one. There's there's some good stuff there. Um, None of them. I, I started playing one with uh, Frowns, but 
I think like, stop. No, no, it was one of the older ones. Oh, cool. Two, I think. Okay. I um I would definitely play seven on the show. It's cinematic enough that we could definitely find it. I have it. Funny. I have it because it was I free it. on the. Nice shit. I have VR too. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, that's nightmare inducing. It's VR compatible. That's nightmare inducing. Oh man. Um, I would watch you play that actually, and I would just be there for commentary. That would that would almost be like an entirely you experience, <laughs> and I'll just be your outlet. Um, Interesting. I mean, I might I might be willing to give it a try. I think I think seven kind of tiptoes the area of me being a giant vagina. What really is that scary? And I mean, there are just moments. I don't. I played the see, beginning. Of I it. don't like lurking boss encounters. I don't like like alien isolation gives me anxiety. Knowing that there's something lurking around the area that I have to actively avoid while I'm trying to get to and from a task actually gives me anxiety I to the point where game. I just want to sit down and curl up into a ball. That game is hard. <laughs> like, it's did, a very hard game. I didn't get far. I love Markiplier's playthrough of Alien Isolation because I was never going to be able to play it, frankly. I, I'm i too much of a puss when it comes to have we talked making about, decisions have in we those talked types about of Soma? games. Oh, you've you've brought it up. We have you played? It? I I have watched Markiplier yeah, yeah, play it. Okay. And um, Soma is Soma. I would play Soma. Yeah. I would definitely play. Really fun. But but what I mean is by lurking enemy, I mean the dad in Resident Evil Seven just walking around the house, you know, being like, "I see you." Like that would just cause me so much anxiety, like panic attack Jeez. to no end. Because like I I played the OG. Resident Evil 1 and 2 and just being followed around by fucking Nemesis and I think oh no that's probably 3 is Nemesis um him just running around yelling stars and then you'd <laughs> have to run through a certain scene to get away from him that that was like that was too much for me as a kid <laughs> like I would have to I would have to give it to someone else so that I could beat those parts because I only liked this slow shambling zombies parts not the part where you have to get away from an unkillable badass um that that kind of reminds me of this this story a little bit I was telling myself in my head you know I was running with the narrative how would I react in a situation like this and yes I would get a group yes we'd go back off into the woods together um he says he didn't see much blood on the animal he killed um in all in all situations like that um i i concussion or not i would find a way to try and fucking set this thing on fire kill it with fire it cleanses <laughs> cleanse it from the earth i just think like um the fact that there was no body means that it probably you either know, lived or whatever it was hunting it but it probably lived it probably it lived. probably lived yeah. You weren't supposed to be involved. It's some type of, like, immortal battle between good and evil, like, werewolf hunters, like, animal hunters, or maybe... I mean, the arrow points to Native American. Yeah. And the creature points to Skinwalker, you know, old-school lichen, old-school half-beast, half half-man type of in-between. But I'm confused and... about the refrigerator at the beginning of the, the story. You know, like, what was in it at the beginning? The neighbor. 
You're right. That had gone missing. And I the, forgot and about the boots, that. And the boots that were found. Holy shit. I forgot about that. Mm. <gasps> oh my that's, God. That's my assumption, at least. Yeah. That's, that's that, that. Oh, fuck. And that's why Max was in the fridge. Cause or the, maybe. The, yeah, I mean. The Wampus he, cat put it in there. Yeah, I'm under the assumption that it, because it's part human, it knows what a fridge is supposed to do. Uh, yep. But because it's an animal, it's just like, I will store things in here. And I uh-huh. think Max, to his ability, went in there to hide, knowing full well that... You think he you hid, know, though? I think maybe he was put in there. He might have been put there, actually. Yeah. He actually might have been put there specifically to, blo- to, to die, you know, to bleed out sure. and die. It's interesting. You know, for for a point I was asking myself the same question. I was like I was like, was the animal in there? Does it does it yeah, you know, sleep yeah, yeah, in yeah. there during the day? Is it nocturnal, you know? Um, the tapping on the window and the tapping on the fridge made me think that it might have been in there, like that was its thing. Yeah. But then why would it eat in an old decrepit house, yeah, you yeah. know? Like yep. was it tracking them? No, because it was dragging a carcass. It was clearly just, you know, chilling there. It must but, have been the neighbor. You know, it's it's interesting to think about. Oh god. I'm I'm assuming that it was the neighbor in there and he was probably weak. Yeah. He he might have been in the same state that Max was in, you know, bleeding out. This thing is obviously not going for the immediate kill. It's trying to get some lifespan out of its food. Because when food goes bad, it probably doesn't eat all of it. I mean, it did say it ate a cow carcass over the course of, you know, ten days. So I'm sure it doesn't Which is care why that much. it was toying with him, the narrator, in the house. It already had stuff to eat. Yeah. Yeah. It was just toying with him. Um, it could also just be inquisitive. It could be one of those creatures that, you know... It might not, you know, like a velociraptor almost. It's not necessarily yeah. trying to always kill. Sometimes it's like trying to learn, trying to figure something out. Um, it's it's interesting, and I I liked I liked it enough. I liked the monsters. I like, you know, I think arguably the the least respectable part of the story is just the simple writing. You know, there yeah. were, there were a couple of errors, and I think it could, yeah, yeah. it could have also pandered a little bit more. It could have been a little bit longer, in my opinion. Um, but it did enough. It hit all the right notes. Like like I said, this would make a very good like B movie on Shutter. You know, this would this would make a good little creature feature. It'd be it'd be really. Um, I'd like to see the movie like from um, the perspective of like home video. Mm-hmm. Uh, a first-person, you know, POV. Yeah. Like I, a Cloverfield type of that'd thing. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, absolutely. And that, that drives right into the Blair Witch vibes we were putting down earlier. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, good one. I'm glad that... I'm glad that we found a, a good one. Yeah, we'll do, a, we'll do a series when we're back on the reg, and if we come back on for another single one... We got we got another oh, yeah. we got another we got more stuff we were talking about more stuff we got planned. Um, this was just a short little episode to get out there during the uh, during the hiatus. Um, I'll be back with frowns soon to finish the the Christmas story. I we evidently only got like halfway through it. It was a concurrent thing, so I just I fucked that up. But anyway. This has been Lots of Pasta with Tenron Otrin and Captain Death. Refrigerator in my asshole. Oh my god. 
Could you imagine? In uh, sticking an entire refrigerator <laughs> in an ass. Using my ass to store food for cold. Oh. <laughs> would it be clean? Oh, absolutely not. It would be dirty. Oh, it would be. It would be soiled. Filthy. <laughs> the fact that you said dirty. <laughs> would it be? Would it be like butt? <laughs> you ever eat ass? <laughs> you ever eat ass? <laughs> oh, it was good times. Good times. Got some surprises going up for you folks. <laughs> it's, it's not ass, but uh, we got we got some stuff coming out. So we're still here. We're still alive. Uh, we're still talking. We're still kicking. For now. Um. <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> I wait till the days end when the moon is high. Until we stand at the shore, at the shore.